Well, hello, everybody. Thank you for joining me here on the Film Survivor Podcast. My name is Tom Santilli, and uh, yeah, it's it's been a while, actually. Uh, this podcast has been on a little bit of a hiatus over the summer. Uh, as you guys know, uh, Survivor, the last season, ended in end of May. That was the final episode that I've done, uh, so it's been a little bit since I've done a podcast, uh, but I have a uh, good reason to uh, this week right now, because uh, coming up on the podcast, I'm going to be interviewing, you're going to hear an interview with me with uh, John David Washington, who's the uh, the star of Spike Lee's latest joint, uh, Black Klansman. That film opens on August 10th. John David Washington stars as uh, Ron Stallworth, who is, uh, it's an amazing story, everybody. And I'll get to that in a little bit. We're going to talk more about Black Klansman in a little bit. Uh, but yeah, check out that interview as it comes up. But I wanted to check in with everybody too, you know, uh, just because it's been a it's been a minute. Uh, Survivor, of course. Uh, how many people are watching Australian Survivor? Uh, this is kind of a new phenomenon in the social media era, but uh, people are kind of tuning into other you know countries' versions of of different shows. I don't even know if most uh, casual Survivor fans know that Survivor. There's actually many different uh, you know brands of Survivor across the world in different countries uh none of other of course none of them are hosted by jeff probes other than the american version but uh australian survivor just in its third season uh right now uh russell hance <laughs> from american survivor uh was on is on australian survivor season three and uh, there's a lot of chatter about that so didn't know if anybody's checking that out. I haven't yet. I've never watched anything other than an American Survivor, so I'm kind of curious as a, you know, how it is. But it sounds really cool. I know a lot of people too are into Big Brother Canada. Uh, I'm a huge fan of Big Brother 20 right now. It's on CBS. So again, there's all kinds of stuff to talk about here. I know I'm, I, I get off topic a little bit, but if you tune into a podcast that's about Survivor and movies, uh, you should probably expect to, you know, go across the the spectrum of topics. So. Yeah, so uh, a little bit about uh, Survivor again. You know, we will be coming back again in the fall. Uh, the plan is, at the moment anyway, that I'll still have exit interviews uh, with the cast of the upcoming Survivor David versus Goliath, which is, what now, season, is it 37? Jeez, I don't even know anymore. I've lost count. 37, I think. Uh, there's info out there on what season 38's all about. That's been online. I kind of tried to avoid the spoilers, but yeah, there's definitely some info on that. But uh, Survivor's looking to kick off in September, so we're still a good month or so away. However, usually as we get closer to September, we'll get some cast announcements and things like that. So uh, as we get some breaking Survivor news on American Survivor, the one that I cover, I'll definitely be back with the podcast. This podcast is not going anywhere. I just don't want to you know, fill time with nothing if I don't have anything to talk about. So this week got a lot to talk about. So there you go with uh, Survivor stuff. Hope you guys are tuning into that. The other thing is uh, movie stuff. I got all kinds of stuff going on in the movie front. Uh, as you guys know, I'm a film critic for Access.com. I also am on Fox 2 with uh, Lee Thomas and also Adam Graham of the Detroit News uh, on the show Critically Speaking. I still appear on that uh, as a special guest. Uh, we do movie reviews. It's a half-hour uh, show. It's available on their Facebook page if you want to watch episodes online. If you don't live in the Detroit area, you can check out episodes of Critically Speaking on the Facebook page. It's Critically, uh, his name, L-E-E, so Critically Speaking. And, uh, yeah, check that out. 
And again, of course, I have all my written stuff up on access.com, which is AXS.com. But the new latest news with me, I might have mentioned this before on the podcast, but I am now producing, uh, executive producing, a new half-hour TV show as well. It's called Movie Show Plus. Uh, This is a show I've been involved with now for probably six, seven years as a film critic, uh, the show is actually uh, produced and founded by a Greg Russell. Greg Russell is a big-time critic in the Detroit area. He's been, you know, a, just a fixture uh, in film critic stuff for several, several years in Detroit on the radio, on television, and uh, he gets all the big celebrity interviews. Uh, he was just recently out in uh, in Europe for the world premiere of the Mission Impossible Fallout movie. He talked to Tom Cruise on the red carpet. Uh, and, and sat down with the entire cast, you know, so he gets the, the big name interviews. But uh, I'm, I'm involved with Greg on the show, and just this year, though, a couple months ago, I took over the producing duties. Uh, as some people know, I also do a, I'm a, you know, a video production owner. I own a company called Complete Video Solutions. We do all kinds of uh, stuff, but uh, a show is now on our, on our agenda as something else that we do. Uh, but I'm, pro- I'm producing the show. Movie Show Plus is a, is a show that Greg has had. Uh, it's been on the air for almost 15 years now. Uh, and, I've again, I've appeared on it as a critic, but I kind of relaunched it this year. So it's really cool. There's all these different segments. If you love movies or anything to do with movies, uh, you're going to love the show because, again, there's something for everybody on there. Uh, the show, of course, uh, Movie Show Plus, you can go to the website movieshowplus.com, and you can watch full episodes. Uh, there, We have a YouTube channel. Uh, there's also a Facebook page for Movie Show Plus, uh, so you guys can find Movie Show Plus and hopefully watch the episodes and let me know what you think. Typically, each episode kind of has segments. Uh, we do a segment that's called Hot in Hollywood, which is kind of like a featurette usually of like the what's new or something kind of that's buzzing in, in, in Hollywood. Uh, we usually will do a Greg Russell Spotlight, we call it, which is uh, his like weekly you know sit-down junket interview, like I said, with the big names. When I get interviews... Hey, I got John David Washington on the show today, so I'm pretty pumped about that. But typically, I get, like, you know, Tom Cruise's stunt double or, you know, the, the third guy in the cafeteria scene that was cut from the film. That's <laughs> a lot of the times. That's not always true. I've interviewed Ice Cube. I've interviewed Selena Gomez. I've interviewed Tover Grace, Marlon Wayans, David Chase. Uh, what, else, what, what other names can I name right now just to make myself uh, sound cooler? Uh Anyway, all those different kind of people I have interviewed, some celebrities, but usually I'm not getting the big ones. Greg, though, every single week is seemingly all over the world, uh, you know, interviewing big-named celebrities. So you will have that segment. I do a review segment on the show. There is a segment where we do, it's called the the Please Be Kind Rewind, where it kind of uh, talks about this week in movie history and gives you some kind of cool things that, you know, things that have happened this week in movie history. And then there's also uh, kind of a rotating segments that we do, uh, some that are dealing with streaming, some that are with podcasting, uh, YouTubers, uh, movie fashion, uh, and we got all kinds of other things in the mix. So I'm telling you about all this because Movie Show Plus is taking off, ladies and gentlemen. It's on, it's on WADL in Detroit right now, but we have a lot of advertisers that are getting, that are getting involved, and uh, the show... Is taking up a lot of my time too, so I, I definitely want you guys to check it out. So please, again, uh, check out MovieShowPlus.com. That's my latest, greatest thing. 
a question I'm often asked, people know that I'm into so many things, it's kind of hard to keep track of uh, sometimes, which is why I just tell people, you know what, if you're on Twitter, follow me at Tom Santilli, and that's maybe the best way to get everything all at one spot. You know, they get confused between, you know, you have Critically Speaking, you have Access.com, you have uh, Movie Show Plus, you write for RealityT.com with Survivor, you have the Film Survivor podcast, you know, uh, so again, I, yeah, I have everything. I have my complete video solutions business. So there's all kinds of stuff going on with me. But anyway, check it out. Movie Show Plus. Uh, this week uh, on, on the show, uh, I'm going to be telling you what I think of Black Klansman. That's the film that, uh, again, my, my guest today, uh, John David Washington, is the star of this film. And again, this story that that Spike Lee tells. Uh, this movie, first of all, is produced by Jordan Peele, you know, who of course did Get Out, uh, which is a critical and you know box office success. Uh, Black Klansman tells the real story of Ron Stallworth, who was a police officer in Colorado, uh, African American police officer, who basically infiltrated the KKK. <laughs> uh, it's an amazing story. If that doesn't sound crazy enough uh just go watch the film and again you know spike lee kind of spikes it up uh, as, as he does and, and kind of tells it in his own unique way but i'll tell you more about the film again uh in my reviews and on movie show plus this coming weekend by the way movie show plus is available online uh every friday are the new episodes and then it airs on sundays but again for people that don't live in michigan or the detroit area you guys can check out movie show plus online and on the youtube channel so uh, yeah, so in this interview, John David Washington, I sat down with him. Uh, it was part of a roundtable, so there was actually two or three other reporters that sat down with me. So you'll hear my voice on there. You'll also hear a couple of voices and questions coming from other, other guests and other, other reporters. So check that out. And uh, I guess without further ado, let's get to it. John David Washington, again, the star of Black Klansman. He's also the son of Denzel Washington. Uh, and uh, we'll go from there. Here's my interview. This wasn't your, as I was reading through the notes, this wasn't your first Spike Lee film. Nope. Uh, you you <laughs> appeared as a child in the Malcolm X. Uh, I was a child. <laughs> was as a child, yeah, you did. Method acting. Yeah, right. Um, yeah. I wanted to just talk about, talk about just working with Spike. Uh, you know, he has such a unique voice mm. in his films. Talk about uh, what it meant to you to kind of uh, be in, in his film and represent uh, this this person it was like joining a franchise that you've loved your whole life a winning franchise one of uh, tr great tradition that uh, produces like the greatest like centers or the greatest point guards the greatest quarterbacks ever or the greatest linebackers ever so being a part of that sort of pantheon that that, that just ring of, of of champions was was an honor you know I mean he's a man that loves his craft that he really appreciates um, you know the process of telling stories correctly and um, so it was an incredible learning experience, and uh, I felt no pressure at all. I felt welcomed, I felt, and actually encouraged because this legend trusted me with the information. I mean, that's the kind of sort of uh, encouragement from him is the kind of encouragement that just enables you to exceed expectations or, or, or sort of like you your, your abilities become limitless in a way. And that kind of feeling on set is, is second to none. And, and does, uh, how much of the shaping goes on during the shoot, or has he got it all meticulously plotted out and planned? 
Yeah, it's, it's kind of yeah, no, free yeah, it's uh, it's organized chaos, man. Like mm-hmm. we 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 rehearsed for two and a half weeks. We uh, I went to Martha's Vineyard with he and our DP Chase, watched uh, French Connection and, and looked at a whole bunch of lookbooks and and just talked about those times and and discussed film and discussed what the meaning of this film could be and, and what we're looking for. Um, again, this is what I call process. I mean, we took that time a weekend in Martha's Vineyard to do that in the two weeks of rehearsal changing the script, putting stuff back into the script. The best idea in the room wins. So on set, we had a structure, but then he is a master at, at, at being able to recognize momentum and authentic moments. And, and when those happen, he just understands energy. And when those moments happen, you kind of you go off the reservation, you kind of go off book and just find out and just be in that moment, be present. And a lot of that happened in this film, which I think gives it even a better, it made it better to me, if you ask me. Um, when you were first introduced to Ron Stallworth, mm-hmm. when you started reading what went on, mm. what, I was when I saw the movie, I was just dumbfounded. Yeah. This happened. Yeah. What were your thoughts upon initially re- doing the research on him? Uh, surprised, offended, uh, uh, prideful, proud. You know, it, it felt like a real. It just felt like a true American story, but one that slipped through the cracks. You know, like this, what this man pulled off. I mean, he did his job. You know, I think that's extremely heroic. He protected and served his community. A black officer. We don't usually get to know the, the perspective of, of an African-American police officer. You know what I mean? We usually get the story of the Black Panther or the gangster or whatever, you know? So I, I really appreciated perspective with this story and what he was able to do um, under this investigation during that time. I mean, you could do a movie about how he even became a cop, the first black cop in, in Colorado Springs. That in itself is historical and quite, quite a, a great story. So, um, yeah, I was excited to know that uh, this story was going to be handled by Jordan Peele and Spike Lee. I don't think this story could have been handled by anybody else. You know what I mean? Tonally and, and, and just the importance of, of, of the story and what this man did in our American history, our own backyard. So I was proud and excited you know, through the, through the roof about being able to work with these guys with this film. Yeah. And was it Ron's story or the um, what actually happened or the current pa- parallels with what's happening in society that kind of drew you to this role? You know, it's interesting. Reading it and researching it, I didn't, I wasn't thinking the parallels. You know, I wasn't, I wasn't drawing the connection between what's contemporary and what was then. I was so engulfed in the period. And it, it, to me, it felt like a more radical time coming off of Vietnam, coming off the murders of JFK and, and Dr. Martin Luther King, Malcolm X. I mean, those were hits, you know what I mean? They, they, were, they were knocked off, you know? And uh, so seeing the movie that I saw you know, with what happens at the end, and like, I, I saw more of the connection, and I was realizing the languages and these trigger words are familiar. Those are ageless, those are generational. So I was like, oh my goodness. Okay, so I, see, I saw more of an importance of the film now. But I can't think that way too when I'm doing it, when I'm in the process of it. That, that's a deterrent to the truth-telling part process. I gotta live in the moment, I gotta live in this world. So that's probably why I didn't make the connection yeah, directly. After meeting Ron Stallworth, what, as far as character and portrayal of, of him, what about him was important to you uh, to get across to the audience? What kind of characteristics about the man himself kind of uh, played into your portrayal of him? That he was a man of his community, that he cared both for his African-American people, but for people in general. 
you know, for, for his community, like I said before, that he was a man that did his job and did it correctly, did it the right way. You know, um, I, I faced death and hate right in the face, sacrificed his life. I mean, he, he, he put his life on the line. You know, we talked about it, he, being an undercover detective, you're an actor, you know, as well. And I say, yeah, but like, they yell cut. I go to a, a nice <laughs> air-conditioned trailer. Right. They yell cut. It could be cut on your life. That could be it. You could die, you know. And 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 what he did. I mean, David Duke. What he was able to do. My, I mean, that, that that I was about to cuss, but it it, it, mm -hmm. it was incredible. I mean, I wanted people to really feel how real this was, mm -hmm. and and I played them as honest as I could. I didn't want to make him a caricature. I didn't want to go for funny. I didn't I didn't approach it like a comedy, not at all, because he didn't. Yeah, sure. You know, what I mean, it wasn't funny to him. Sure. I mean, what was happening was humorous, and he had to, you know, it helped, you know, it, it helped motivate him, <laughs> but. Uh, it wasn't about the comedy for me. But it comes, it, it is a very funny movie because yeah. it's insane. Exactly. <laughs> like, yes. there's you, the only real response to these people, and there are, and obviously the, these guys are uh, played as the dumbest people you can find. Hmm. So there's just natural comedy built in it, right? I mean, but. But even in those performances, I don't think they played, to me, they're great performances. And, and it's, that's low hanging oh, fruit. I'm sorry, what's the guy who was in Itania? Uh, uh, Paul. He Paul. is the he, master of stupid. He really plays <laughs> stupid brilliantly, right? Yeah, but like he, but it is. There's a line like he can read, and he starts reading, yeah. and I think they're simple. Yeah, you know yeah, the thing. Yeah. I think they're. I think they just. They. They have just sort of this linear look to life. I'm just saying. It, it's but so, I'm not, I don't it's so I'm absurd that you have to go. Listen, they. Listen, they, they didn't. He, he, he. Ron told it. He and, and Chuck, or Flip in this case, uh, they didn't. Try to practice sounding like each other. They literally did not, could not tell the difference in, in their voices. I mean, so yeah, that, that, I mean, that is. Stupid. And, and I, I, <laughs> I think maybe from Spike's perspective, it's kind of like Mel Brooks doing uh, Hitler jokes. Uh -huh. You have to treat these guys as absurd and mm -hmm. make a mockery of the Klan, kind of like yeah. that. There's a comedy element to it. To me, I mean, I, and I, 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 and then that's the whole. That's why I love. I want people to see this to get their own perspective. Personally. I didn't think the film was suggestive in any way. I feel like what we had, what the key was, what linked this all together, the nexus, if you will, is it, it's true. It's, it's, it, this happened, mm -hmm. you know, and the relevancy of today, it, it's still prevalent right now. So Spike didn't necessarily have the audience, point to the audience saying, that's the bad guy, look how stupid he is. We can see it for ourselves, like, because of what happened. So we can decipher that, oh, we, yeah, this is, this is ridiculous. Yeah. And so now you're kind of laughing. Even the, the last become apprehensive in a way because it's so offensive as well. Like, I don't know if I should be laughing at this, <laughs> but this is so ridiculous. I got to keep yeah. checking in. Wait, this is real, right? This happened. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I, I, I just thought that was such a, a great sort of spine for this film as well. I think because it happened, we were able to get away with a lot of stuff, but we didn't have to, like, manipulate the script. Mm -hmm. In any way, really. I mean, as far as the, the investigation was concerned, because of it, it really happened. Just lay it out. And it's funny that you mentioned that it really happened, yet it's, it's unbelievable. Last year, Get Out mm -hmm. kind of opened up a lot of eyes, and mm -hmm. people were like, wow. And then now, this year, with those floodgates opening up, we've got blind spotting, we've got sorry to bother you, mm -hmm. um, all fiction. Mm -hmm. And yet, somehow, Black Klansmen may be the, the most difficult one to believe that that really, that really happened, you know? Yeah. Right. How, how right, does it feel? Yeah, how does it feel to be part of Sorry this? to bother you a little bit. Yeah, well, <laughs> well they go, it really, towards the end, it goes the, way... Well, I didn't, yeah. didn't want to yeah. spoil it. Yeah. 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 It, it goes sci-fi, sci-fi real yeah. quick, yeah. yeah. But um, how does it feel to be part of, of, of this, this new movement, if you will? 
I'm so humbled and, and, and the luckiest man on the planet to, to help tell this a part of American history. This happened in our own backyard. It was interesting watching it in France, Cannes Film Festival. I felt embarrassed for my country, you know, a little bit, like watching it with them. You know, I was just like, oh, we, we got a lot of work to do. I mean, this was in the 70s. My God, we got a lot of work to do. But, but, I'm but also at the same time, I felt a sense of pride because there were men in the men and women, according to the book, that, that helped, that assisted Ron, that believed in this, uh, th this mission, that were white. You know what I mean? So it took the, a community, it took them doing their jobs, believing in one common goal to, over, to overcome this hate and have a successful sting operation. So that was encouraging as well. Because the story seems so outlandish, do you think that the film's going to have any problems with people actually believing that it happened? I know there's articles about it right. and everything, but Ron's story, like you said, it's so far out there. Yeah. So there's going to be pushback, I think, from some people. Good. Good. <laughs> yeah. It is good. Good. Yeah, good. Find out. Interview him. I hope he goes on tour, Ron, and, 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 and tells it. I mean, I, I held his card. I held the, he's a, you know, he's a member of the Ku Klux Klan. I held so it. Bizarre. I held it. It's signed by David Duke. So, I mean, I, I, what I saw, and that was sort of the, because I didn't want to, again, I, I talked about this before. I didn't want to imitate. I didn't want to act like him. I wouldn't want to try to be him. I just needed his spirit. And that was sort of the uh, portal. When he handed me that card, he let me have his spirit for like a couple months. And I really appreciated that. So I was able to just go in. After all that stories and all what I've accumulated with the information, that card holding it, to your point, like, just, I think we need to start to discuss. That's the whole point of the film. Let's challenge the, the its its accuracy. Let's challenge the relevancy. Let's all of that. Let's talk about it, and 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 hopefully that can that dialogue can push the the, the culture forward. Did you hang on to the card through the whole process, or just? I wish I, okay. I, I I wanted to, but then there was a lot of pressure. That I don't want to lose it, and yeah. I like that. So I know he he and he keeps it on this person at all times. So Spike, you know, again, he, he never just makes a film just to make a film. He yeah. always has something to say yeah. and a perspective to share. Uh, with, with you personally, though, you know, th there's a lot of talk out there, a lot of people in today's world, you know, frustrated with how things are going, mm -hmm. um, and they don't know what to exactly do. Uh, people in Hollywood sometimes are criticized that, you know, they live in a bubble, that, that they put a little bit, they're kind of pretentious about the power of film. Mm -hmm. um, what's your personal take on how much a film can actually affect people's minds and, and affect change and, and you know, create action. If we can influence, if we can inspire one person, I know at least for me, I know, then I feel satisfied. I've done my job. Because it's, I mean, we, we have people in, in, in office and government that, uh, that are, are, are properly, you know, um, armed to be able to answer some of these questions and, and help solve some of these problems. I'm not one of them. I, I do it through the arts and crafts. So if I can inspire somebody to make this sort of change and, and sort of bridge the gap, you know, if these are the kind of films I want to be a part of that can get people at a table and discuss these things and, and celebrate our differences and positively, you know, find a common ground, then, then I want to keep doing this then. You know, this is, this is a part of it. Everybody's in it for different reasons, but that's what I'm in it for. Okay, well, I know we're, we're okay. Last question then. Um, here's the thing for you: What didn't we ask that you want our viewers, readers, listeners to um, to know? Something that we didn't cover here today. What didn't you ask? Uh, yeah. I just uh, no. Y'all ask some good questions. I just want to. I just want to make sure everybody, when they see this film, there's a lot of harsh language. It's piercing. It, it hurts. But this is the lexicon. This is what this is what hate sounds like. You know, and you see that is generational. So, like, I want people to, to, to start, we have to start 
using our words. We'll have to start at least being paying closer attention to what we say, even in joking, even in passing, even amongst our, within our culture. You know, can a hip hop artist get the same point across without curse words, without certain usage of the N word? You know what I mean? I'm talking to myself as well. I mean, whether it be joking, whether it be even if it's inclusive and, and, and for the common good, we got to start being real careful with the words we use. I think maybe if we start changing some of that vernacular, it can maybe start to get to start bridging that gap. Again, I don't know, but just that film sort of sparked that idea, like just listening to it all. Every N word in this film is purposeful. It's, it's for a reason. It's not for shock value. Every F word, every slant, every slur, it's for a reason. It was to invite, it was almost to, to um, I don't know, to, to, well, it was to invite hate in. And, it ate, and hate, I, I'm not even calling the organization, I'm gonna call it hate. He was able to infiltrate that way because of these, these tag words he used. So I want, them to, I want people to hopefully pay attention to, um, to how we sound as Americans and how we've been sounding for a long time and how it's the same, these are the same words. We've, we've evolved in, in other ways though, and like as far as the resistance through hashtags and taking knees, but, but again, these same issues, I think we just gotta mind our words. There it is, my interview with John David Washington. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, again, Black Klansman opens this Friday, August 10th. You can uh, check out my review of the film on Movie Show Plus or go to movieshowplus.com. Uh, but check out the full episode again on Friday and help support this program uh, that I'm trying to get off the ground. And it's going to be a lot of fun, hopefully, for everybody. So there's that. Uh, Greg also, Greg Russell, uh, will be sitting down with John David Washington on, in a video interview on the show this week and all kinds of other stuff. So that will do it. Uh, again, I want to let you guys know I have all kinds of things going on with movies um, and Movie Show Plus in general. Uh, a lot of exciting things down the pipe that I can't wait to talk to you guys about. Of course, there's Survivor coming back in September, which I still plan to cover. Big Brother 20, I'm into completely. Check it out. And uh, yeah, just let me know what you guys are thinking. Uh, and hopefully we'll be back again soon uh, with some breaking Survivor cast announcements uh, coming up in the, in the next couple weeks. Or if I happen to get a random another interview, <laughs> we'll be back on the podcast. But anyway, I appreciate everybody for uh, listening to this thing. And uh, that's everything that's going on with me. I hope everybody's having a great summer. Hope you don't have stock in MoviePass. And uh, hope to see you at the movies. Uh, take it easy, everybody. We'll, we'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Follow me at Tom Santilli.